Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. When welfare reform was first enacted a decade ago, it was vilified by its critics, but hailed as a panacea for poverty and social ills by its supporters. Now, ten years on, Director of Health and Welfare Studies Michael Tanner discusses welfare reform's successes and failures. What were some of the responses from pundits and legislators after President Clinton signed the welfare reform bill into law 10 years ago? When welfare reform was first passed, the critics on the left predicted all sorts of disasters. People spoke of a million and a half to two and a half million children thrown into poverty. The Nation magazine wrote about people dying in mass starvation in America. It really was a kind of hysterical reaction. And the simple fact is, none of those dire predictions have come through. Many experts predicted that poverty rates would actually climb, especially among single mothers. Poverty has actually declined since welfare reform was enacted. It's up a little bit from where it was a couple of years ago. This is sort of a a lingering uh, effect of the recession after 9-11 and some of these structural changes in our economy. But overall, it's down since welfare reform was enacted, and not just poverty overall. Child poverty has declined, and child poverty among African Americans is at one of the lowest levels it's been in a long time. Do you think that it has been an overall success? I think you can call welfare reform a modest success. Certainly none of the disasters predicted by their critics have come true. Welfare rolls are down. At the same time, child poverty has decreased. Overall poverty has decreased. The earnings for people who left the welfare rolls have gone up modestly. The average mother who's left welfare earns about $16,000 a year. So I think you can call it a modest success. On the other hand, it's not led people to independence the way a lot of supporters thought it would. Too many people are still receiving benefits. I think that it hasn't been an overwhelming success, but we certainly can give it credit for what it's done. Still sounds like there's a lot of room for improvement. Well, we sort of have done the easy cases first. The most employable people left welfare for work, but we still have a hard core of long-term recipients who have serious problems uh, with substance abuse, abusive relationships, very little attachment to the workforce, little education, they've dropped out of school, trying to make these people employable in a way that they can then support two or three children. That's very difficult to do. Uh, which is why a number of them are still stuck on welfare. But how do you inculcate the kind of social skills that make a person employable? These skills have likely deteriorated after a decade on welfare. I think there's actually relatively little you can do once someone has gotten into the welfare system. That's why I'm all for letting the states experiment with whatever they want to try. Once someone has been sort of trapped in the flypaper of welfare, there's relatively little you can do. What we really should be doing is acting prophylactically, trying to prevent people from getting in the system at all. Uh, On the short term, that means things like diversion programs that a number of states have, where someone comes in, applies for welfare, but instead of giving them a check, uh, we may help them with the immediate problem or require that they look for work for a couple of months before they're eligible for welfare, something to prevent them from entering the system. In the long term, I think we need to experiment with the idea that simply getting pregnant is not going to get you a welfare check anymore. We should set a date, say nine months and one day from today, and suggest that no one is going to be eligible for entering into the welfare system from that date on. How steep has been the decrease in welfare rolls since the reform went into effect? 
Uh, welfare rolls are down about 57% overall, so more than half. In some states, it's more than that. It's about 60% or even 65%. There's been a slight uptick in the number of people on welfare in the last couple of years as the economy softened. But overall, we can say that welfare is reduced significantly under reform. And what happens when the economy takes a downturn? We can say that about a third of the reduction in welfare was due to the good economy at the end of the 1990s and the turn of the century. So certainly we can expect welfare rolls would go back up if the economy were to turn down a great deal. On the other hand, a lot of the reform has to do with the restrictions that have been placed in, the structural reform, sanctions, things of that nature. Those would probably hold anyway. Where do we go from here? Well, I think what we need to do is build on the successes we've had with cash welfare reform and turn those to other types of welfare, food stamps, Medicaid, housing assistance. We need to put the same type of restrictions on those programs that we put on welfare, block grant them, turn them back to the states, allow the states to experiment with different types of reforms. For the last 10 years, basically, Congress has been patting itself on the back over having reformed welfare and hasn't done much to improve the situation. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.